Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're talking about making a bigger one. You're talking about making a bigger one. Hello Patreon pals and welcome along to a very special edition of the Patreon, um, what do we call this, the Deciders Club episodes? It's called the Deciders Club, that's right Tim. You're in the palace, you're in the Patreon palace right now and we are in a car. That's right, the form that the Patreon palace has taken today is a Toyota Yaris, kindly rented out to us by the good folks at budget, at cost. Of course, uh, I am pulling onto the Western Motorway, uh, and what looks like a pretty serious amount of traffic yeah, as I take Tim to LAX, thus concluding our fantastic little tour. It has been a true blessing to be here in America, and I quite like our time management. You know, it's like could we squeeze our final podcast together? And by the skin of our ass, we've done it. So My headphones just talked to me. That was really weird. So please recharge headset. Well, what are you going to do about it? Uh, yeah, so but right before we climbed into the car, we watched, as chosen by you, the 2004 time travel science fiction thriller. Primer. Primer. Uh, a film made on a budget of $7,000 that grossed, did you say about 850 k That is correct. Man. And uh, I went on a real journey of uh, opinion and fandom of the film throughout it because, as I said, oh, actually, I want to. I'm exiting here at La Brea. Sorry. Oh man, let me take. No, 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 Are you okay? Monty, this is how good at driving Monty is. He's pod and driving, or possibly bad. Yeah, actually, I feel like I've jinxed it. Now we're going to crash. Thinking to myself as we kicked off the record. Yeah. What say we were to crash while podcasting? Well, I would that quickly... is valuable audio. <laughs> outside, yeah, of an, so. outside of an insurance claim. I mean, yes. we'd have to bury it for a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. My but God. Let's hope we can uh, mine this experience for some conversational gold. So when the movie started, Tim, mm. as you have rightly said to me, wall-to-wall dialogue. I don't absolutely. know where these motherfuckers find these movies, but this is a real... This was like... This movie, yeah, this was this was um, one of the Patreon selections where someone took the wheel away from the normal 
the prevailing winds road of most yeah, taste. driven. Um, Double metaphor there. Enjoy. Yeah. Oh God, there's a cop that we just passed. That's what freaked me out. If I see a cop, I'll just tell you, eh? And you just pop the mic down for us. There a ain't s- no law second. in the United States of America that says there really is. You can't drive well. No, I think like reckless driving would be it. Was that the exit that we nah, just drove past? Okay. Mate, you worry about talking about private. You're right. You're I'll damn worry right. about navigating the car. Very good. So, um, yes. Now, I don't think I've experienced a film. Uh, first of all, it was an hour 19, which I researched before we started the watch. And can I just first of all kick off with a massive thank you? Uh, it is due to that simple fact alone, it's a crisp little duration that has allowed us so to be able to watch it and record a podcast before I leave. So that's good because it's, it's way more fun and easy if we do these things together. Um, I don't know how many pages the script must have been, but it's talking the entire time and not like... I was going to say it's not exposition, but it kind of is all exposition. Well, but by virtue of necessity, if you've got a $7,000 budget and you're making a movie that is packing in as much scientific evidence and support as well as like the human unraveling element yeah uh that this movie does like it needs to it need by necessity it needs to have that much dialogue but for the first five minutes i did not understand anything that was happening being said and thought to myself it's a very bold movie that starts with a conversation i ordinarily would not listen to in real life yeah and then the 15 minutes after that i the sort of slow dawning of realisation came on me that... Uh, this isn't the intro, this is the film. This is the whole movie, that's right. And were it not for bringing it up with you and you sort of holding my hand through some of the more confusing... Uh, oh, that was a two-way street. You explained some things to me as well that I I got lost along the way. It is... This is one of the densest films, uh, not in a stupid... dense, yeah. And it is so packed with shit uh one of the densest scripted films i've ever watched in my life it reminded me of a movie called pie which i i can't remember all of it It was made a long time ago it was like early 2000s i think psychological thriller from memory it's in black and white about a mathematician who cracks a formula um that among other things sort of unlocks the stock market for him and he goes crazy and kills himself i I think spoiler why say spoiler at the end that's a trope that's silly isn't it yeah this movie feels like that. It's um, it's got a re. First of all, let me leave with this. I fucking loved this. I didn't understand all of it. I feel like I understood about slightly over half, maybe sixty percent of the movie, what was going on. And I have a real love for sci-fi movies that can completely describe the world and universe in which they operate in, and everything makes sense. And and it is without seams or holes. It's a real pet peeve of mine when there's big blockbuster um, Hollywood movies that use sci-fi elements, or maybe it is a sci-fi like action movie, and there's some bits, it always happens with time travel as well, that they'll skip on through because it's too complicated to invite into the narrative yeah. and you spend this so much time explaining. This movie is confident in its science. It displays the methodology behind how they time travel. This movie is nothing but that explanation like it's an hour 19 of just that explanation so the first it, it's all about two guys Aaron and Abe they are free oh Aaron I don't know <laughs> there's two dudes one of them's Abe I'm pretty sure the other one's Aaron that can't be right um, that's going to be their names for this podcast episode we're getting audio track from a different car yeah 
jamming. Um, and so they are working with two friends, and I only got this off the synopsis online, to test devices for tech companies and then kind of like, you know, send them back and tell them what's up. They end up making this machine using superconductors and um, I think it was one of the noble gases, argon, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was argon. And it, it hooked up to some car batteries and, um, I, God, every minute it's telling me to recharge the headset. Fuck, it's annoying, <laughs> off-putting. Just trust Just trust yeah. that the mics are running. Oh, they are. No, it's just a voice comes in these headphones. Yes, take the headphones off. Oh, yeah, okay, I see. Oh, that is nicer. Okay, cool. Um so they make this device and they do some testing and they discover that they've created a time machine accidentally. Did you know that the first scientific discovery they made, which was beyond my comprehension, I don't know what they were solving for, did you know immediately that what we were dealing with was no, time travel? I thought, so they take you down a path where um, they're talking about the electrical output considering how many volts they're putting in. So I was like, oh, they've created a perpetual motion machine. I thought because one of the characters' wives was uh, taking ice from the freezer. Yeah, I thought that they were designing the freezer, the first freezer that made ice cubes that would come out of the the freezer. I see. And when did she, you think this was set? This movie? Well, the fashion is insane. Yeah, I, that was before we've been revealed. The fashion. To, There's no. Fa- I wouldn't call any of this fashion. I don't the clothes. Yeah, the I don't understand their insistence on wearing like. The white shirts and ties all the time. Isn't it, it because it all sort of exists in a day where they just I kind guess, of were yeah. in, at work or but something? But no, yeah, I, I I, don't know what year I thought it was, but because she, they were like, don't drink the ice, it's not good yet. Oh, and good point, I Because forgot. she then said, oh, well, what about if it was made crushed? Yeah. And so there was so much, it was like the first thing that exists in the world that I live in, instead yeah. of talking about scientific theory and electronic stuff that's beyond me i was like ah ice all of that tech (laughs) to make the freezer that has ice cubes come out the front (laughs) and i was like that's fucking interesting because i don't know how they do that but (laughs) i take the information as read and use it at every opportunity love that it'd be that'd be an interesting film wouldn't it especially a sci-fi highly unlikely but a seven thousand dollar hour and 19 minute movie that grossed $850,000, $850,000, so that is, um, uh, what is that, A hundred over a hundred times factors yeah. its initial outlay, that is taking you on the journey of how ice gets made in a freezer, and the yeah. boys who patented it. That's right, but it, it turns out, no, and as you quickly cottoned on to, these boys were, I don't know if it was deliberate or not, but they were dealing with time travel. They were, de- Yeah, it was accidental, they stumble into it. Um, I don't know, it's hard to wrap like where to start with this movie grab your hands around it it looks really cool to me and it was uh, one of those great things of necessity being the mother of all invention because due to the low budget they had to shoot on 16mm film and it gives it this really cool like old grainy um, it's like the Zapruder footage it's like old documentary shot in the 70s or 60s or something um, it gives it this cool, like, filmic grain to it and, like, quite voyeuristic. It's shot really well, I thought. Yeah. Um, really cleverly shot. And the soundtrack's really basic and minimalist and stripped back. The soundtrack... And so it works for it. This is something time. that uh, we need to discuss. This 
movie was written, produced, directed, starring. This guy's a regular Neil Breen, but get this, he pulls it off. He also did the original score. Yeah, incredible. I don't know his name, but you, you can Google that. Such an impressive thing. I just did a very cursory look at the Wikipedia before we got in the car, and uh, he described the pro- post-production process, which took him two years, is incredibly arduous and he said he, he came very close to abandoning it several times of course I mean that's the most impressive th- you know to an extent oh, <coughs> bless me to an extent any movie that is completed is impressive yeah. like I mean you know we, we uh, debase movies have been known to mm. but the fact that the movie in the first place got made is incredibly impressive but Less so when you consider uh, budgets, external timelines, pressure put upon by other people like network heads. You know, there's so many moving parts that make sure that this thing is uh, roughly on time and roughly on budget. Mm. If you front $7,000 of your own money to create the most compact time travel film I've ever seen and then it beholden to no one but yourself as the the creative force behind it through pre production production and post-production to actually complete it like yeah it is so impressive to me because i didn't understand a lot of the movie and like can you imagine how you could see the forest from the trees and the editing suite Absolutely when you've got not. nothing but raw film footage nah man and well you- that was the other interesting thing so i think this guy really knew what the fuck was up when he made it because they did say in the wikipedia page that he had gone to great lengths to storyboard the fuck out of this movie on 35... Look out. 35mm footage. Uh, sorry, 35mm still. So he took a bunch of photos to frame everything out. And um, he they had a shooting ratio of 2 to 1, which is insane. So in terms of like footage, yeah, for every half hour that was shot, 15 minutes is in the goddamn movie, which is just crazy. Wow. Uh, which means, ultimately, I guess, there was only two hours and 40 yeah, yeah. Of, of celluloid that was shot for this thing. Which would mean, I mean, not that that, that would necessarily make the editing process that much easier, but... Oh, definitely Surely, would. yeah. Absolutely, I mean, <laughs> of course that, it would. I've lost respect for his uh, self-described challenges in the editing suite now. <laughs> okay, cool. He is a god among men and, and it was his mate as well who I think is the co-star and um, production assistant production assistant but it was mainly on the shoulders of this one dude this film fucking ruled so to complete as quickly as we can the plot so they stumble upon this invention um, it starts giving off some readings that don't make sense to them so then they put an object in there to test it the object starts losing weight which they're like holy shit we've made like a zero gravity field or something like that um and then they put it, the object in and it gains this fungal mass on top of it, which they take to a... Um, Biologi- microbiologist, presumably. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, he interprets it as a practical joke when the guy explains the situation because he's like, hey, um, for this amount of fungal buildup would take months and months and months and the thing's been in there for like overnight. Yeah. And so that's the tip off that this thing's actually a time machine. And then it and then it starts to lose me a little bit because one of the friends has like already made a trip back and what you're seeing in the movie is the main guy's experience. You're going through with him for the first time. Yeah. And that his friend is like, Okay, I've already done this, so I'm gonna need to explain what happens now. We yeah. made a bigger one of this and I've already like gone back and forward one time 
and I can tell you sort of how this works a little bit. And I would like to say that uh, what the movie, because this is, I am not, especially with regards to science, a uh, remotely well-informed person. And what the movie does a good job of is uh, you are constantly close enough to almost understanding what is unfolding in front of you that it does become more interesting as the consequences of what they're doing start to unfurl. Like, I found it really hard to break it in the first 10, 15 because it is purely... It's chemistry. It's pure non-stop. support documents for what they're about to... For the human element of what they're about to do. But once you break through that and it's sort of like you understand that what they have developed and their application of it is happening, even though I don't understand the mechanics of everything, it is like... It is just so well executed. Mm. I mean... This is fucking niche, this movie. Yeah, I don't man. know how the size of the market they're catering to, but it was... Yeah, I was really... But you um, can still appreciate it, no matter yeah. where you sit on the spectrum. If you sort of have any appreciation for like filmmaking at all, you can look at... Or even kind of storytelling on a cheap budget. You can look at this thing and go, fucking nice job, dude. Even if you're not big into sort of time travel aspects yeah. of it. It's got this real... I don't know if I just kind of put this on as a blueprint because I knew it was a sci-fi movie, but this real sense of foreboding the entire film, just in how it's shot, it's very like tense and scary to me. It's sort of yeah. read as well, a so thriller. I, I suppose we should uh, continue marching oh, yeah, through sorry, yeah. the plot then, because uh, well, they, I kind of can't. Like, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not confident so, enough in what that's happens. That's why we should try and do it. Okay, so. So after he explains what happens, they make a bigger version of it in a storage container um, so that it can contain an entire one of them to do a journey. But then it transpires that that's already happened. So the friend who's explaining this to him pulls out a pair of binoculars and gets him to look. And it's a copy of him walking back into the storage container. And he's like... The, the other friend who he's brought is like, what the fuck? Who is that guy? And it's, and it's him from a different sort of time loop. And so then it descends into this operation where they start engaging in the time travel looping. And they, they enter the um, device in the storage container. And then they there's, they have, there's two devices for them both to climb into inside of the storage c- container. Oh, I thought they were both in one thing. Are they in one each? They're or is one each. The so they've built two... I think they've built two time machines that are in the storage container. Right at the start. Okay. <laughs> well, they were quite like... Because at one point, one of them, the friend who's experienced with time travel, exits at the appropriate time, and then the other one comes out and he says, you've exited too... He's in the room when he oh, sees the course. other guy exit. He goes, you've come out too early. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, I missed... Yeah, of course. All right. So we've got two time machines in the storage container. And so they do their respective journey. Now, they you go in, and then, fuck, I don't know how this bit works exactly. They exit, and I think because there is then a duplicate of them because they've gone back in time, they lock themselves into a hotel for the set amount of time that represents the loop. So for, like, a day or six hours, or so, I kind of lost track. Yeah. And they have to not fuck with anything. So they unplug all of the telephones um, the TV electronics everything they unplug everything so that there can be no kind of butterfly effect kicked off by any small minute thing being changed with the outside world and the loop they're now in Um, and then they can kind of jump back into the normal go around of things are you right? yeah I am I've just I I got into a left turning lane a little early but it's right. we're just going to merge okay cool once more this is going to be a good swift takeoff. 
Um, pray for us, everyone. Yeah, it's going to be okay. And we're going to be great. Mine's just the best driver. Um, <laughs> baby driver over here. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So then, fuck then what? Then they start playing the stock market um, yeah, so they to w- make a shitload of money. That's right. Um, we don't really see the consequences of that necessarily, mainly owed to the budget. It's just they kind of tell you what's happening. Um, they, they're smart. They're scientists, these boys. So they do things like they go to the public library to use their computers so there can be no trace kind of of them making the orders so it can be tracked back and fuck with their lives. Um, then they start kind of... I mean, I'm skipping around a little bit, but as it progresses, they start getting more and more sloppy with how they're doing it. So at one point, um, the main dude who made the film, who I think is, I think that's Aaron, if that's his name. There's your opening. He has his cell phone. That was for the driving, not for Tim figuring out what happened (laughs) in the movie. He has his cell phone and brings it in, sort of accidentally, absentmindedly, and then they sort of discuss whether or not that's going to fuck things up. And then he ends up even taking a call when he's in the hotel room at one point, which undoubtedly will fuck shit up. But it's basically just watching them get sloppier and more um, uh, complacent with with what they're doing. Then, where are we? They start um, wanting to, like, fuck with it a bit more, so they make... A bigger time machine, right? <laughs> uh, no, they oh, no, they, they keep the same time machine. They're suspicious that a potential seed investor has been uh, spying on them and oh, has started right. using their time machine for his own nefarious purposes. They spot a guy who they've seen earlier in the day clean shaven with like a four day, you know, amount of stubble or beard, and so they're like, "Holy fuck!" That dude has been following us, has gone into the time machine, is onto what we're up to, and is engaging in the looping with us, which is bad. And there's the thing with the guy with a shotgun who turns up to a party, 
But there's nothing to do with the seed funder, I think. I think that's just a bit of a homicidal party guest. I am very confused. Um, I think we stay in this lane for now. No, I'm wrong. Uh, uh, no, I fucked it. God damn it. Well, at least we're going to LAX. The sign says. Um, so then they start fucking around with the party. And I think what that's about is they're trying to kind of make themselves heroes and protect everyone there. But they're yes. fucking with the loop. While that's happening, there was a little breadcrumb that was uh, tossed out at the beginning of the film about these sounds that are coming from the roof, from the attic. And they've got to call an exterminator to get rid of what it is. And the wife says it, or he says it's birds. And the wife said, that doesn't sound like any birds I've ever heard. She thinks it's rats. She thinks it might be rats. Um, as the movie progresses, there's also this thing where at one point um, the guy's ear is, he's bleeding out of his ear and they don't know why. Um, their handwriting inextricably gets way, like, childlike. So there's sort of this inference that they're becoming kind of moronic, like almost well, a lobotomy their, effect. I don't know. Yeah, I it. feel like their scientific understanding, of, their understanding of what's happening is still sound, though. It's more like they're biologically breaking down. To me, yeah. their, their mental faculties remain remain sharp, but they they can't use their bodies as they might have chosen. Yeah, I. Uh, it's. Honestly, so complicated. And One of them started like recording conversations and then listening to them and repeating the same. So he's got an earpieces and he's repeating the same conversations with the people around him on every loop. And I think they explain in the epilogue of the film is that just before the credits hit that he's been doing this trial and error for ages to get everything kind of on the right track mm. again, I think. So then it turns out that I, I, I think what they've been doing is the voices in the, or the noises in the attic are copies of themselves that they've had to put yeah. in there so that they can continue doing what they're doing because they can't be two on the same, you know, p- path. It's so gross and scary. It's fucking freak. But then are the, do, are the versions of them in the attic, are they like morons? You know, like they're hyper I, kind of dumb. I don't know because then we or also said, no, like they're... they're um, they're drugged with something. Oh, that's right. Like some uh, sleeping separate from time travel. They are constantly drugged. Fuck. This like, mo- they're, they're like poisoning themselves at one point. Yeah. Other versions of the, this movie. This fucking movie. I got to tell you, it was challenging to watch. It is somehow even more challenging to talk about. I want to watch it again. Navigating <laughs> the roads on the way. Would it, let me ask you a question, Guy, if I may, while you're making this turn. What do you think was the um, thought process of people voting for us to watch this movie? Do you think they were like, these guys are going to fucking hate this, this is a total no, mindfuck? I think I think they would have known you would like it. Yeah. I think... You uh, hated it at the start, but it grew on you. Yeah, I did. Well, I was just like... Because f- I, I, didn't, I didn't have any information other than it was an hour and 19 minutes. I don't know what we were about to watch. Mm. And so I was like, fuck, is this something I'm not remotely interested in happening for an hour and 20 minutes in front of me? But by virtue of successful filmmaking and storytelling, uh, I became interested, even as I didn't understand. I mean, it is that is a, an impressive feat for for anything, really, to somehow make it interesting to someone who initially is actively not interested and even while they're being interested doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was... Uh, it was a ride. It was a hell of a ride. How are you doing, man? 
why don't we talk about ourselves? You're leaving. Have you had a nice week? I've Ten had days? Such a Two lovely weeks? week, yeah. How so long are you here? Been in the States for about 11 days, I think. That yeah. sounds about right. Which Shit, seems you've covered some ground. Crazy considering how much we've done. Like, arrived in New York City with my pal Monty, sharing a bed with my bud. Uh, we saw some cool people, we had some coffees, we did a live show. And then we hightailed it over to Chicago. And we thought we'd do it all again. Did a live show there. And then Portland, Oregon, uh, a place where I indulged too much and got very ill and vomited yeah, yeah. at home. Something I've not done for quite some time. You were really, uh, yeah, you were pinballing off the walls. Too much cake At one point cream. after I did a wee, I was uh, walking from the bathroom back to our room and you were sort of... Uh, Mindlessly wandering around the foyer, the like hallway foyer area. That's not good of the hostel. And I pointed you in the right direction. I put you to bed. I put the recycling bin by your head. Oh, you legend! I think I used it too. You certainly did. Mm. Mo- not moments later. Mm. But you're a smart man. You are. Uh, you put the pieces back together. The next morning, went for a beautiful stroll around Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Truly, I really one of the cities in the United States of America. I feel like I lost a day, you know, speaking of time travel loops. That's what a hangover is, isn't it? I hate that. That's As I've gotten older, that's something I've really, uh, I fucking hate about hangovers. It's just you lose a whole day. Mm. And it's a combination no, of... You lose more than that. You lose, like, you know, over, upwards of 50% of the night prior as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everything in moderation. Uh, it's important to have the odd blowout, but um, not you know, to that level. Though you can blow out and still remember everything and have your not total wits about you, but like feel not fresher, yeah, not vomit into a recycling bin right. in a hostel in Portland, Oregon. Um, so that, that we did that, and then fucking in LA, like man, it's a lot of. I feel like my carbon footprint for this trip is awful. And it is. terrible. Like a LeBron James-sized carbon footprint. You know? It's no good. Um, But I've had such a wonderful time. Not to excuse it or anything, but... I've also, you know, I've been parading around calling myself a vegan for the last few months. I've eaten so many fucking animal products and animals here. Yeah. I I took a little break from it while I was in the States. It's good, though. It's good to be uh, open and honest with yourself and those around you. Mm. And you've been loving it. What was so you? We had a burger at uh, Petit Cheval in Cheval. Chicago. Well, no, so O Cheval is the the main venue. That's where we tried to go during the daytime, oh, but it was I rammed. See. Right. And then later that night, we discovered that there's a small outpost, which is like just the burgers. It's not the fine dining experience. They've just distilled it into efficient a burger joint. Yeah. I cannot describe to you people, you good libertarian listener how life-changing this burger was. Yeah, I've never had a burger that good, ever. And I love burgers. Boy, do I love them. It's true. It was crazy. I think I've talked about it maybe on the podcast already. So, yeah, you had had that burger. You had a burger at In-N-Out yesterday. Yeah, I felt... Are they in the same bracket? Oh, um, nah, they're different leagues. In-N-Out's bloody great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's so super tasty. Although they didn't salt the chips, which was weird. Mm. Massive they oversight. They didn't salt the chips. Chippies right. were bad. I had some of those chips. Um, yeah, but In-N-Out burgers don't have a scratch on this Petit Cheval 
bloody gift from the gods it was. Absolute nectar. So what about we do highs and lows of the trip? Okay, low. Vomiting into a recycling bit. That one's a gimme. We'll take that as red. We've already talked about it. Okay. Your second most low point. It's it's a good question. Um, Shit. I don't know. It's been pretty fun. There's been moments where I've felt like flat just because I've been tired, but not necessarily bad at any point. Did you get cross with me at any point? Undoubtedly, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember me getting cross with you at some point? No, I don't think anyone gets cross with me. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's at all true. Agree to disagree. Low light. No, I can't really off the top of my head think of a low light. Not to say there isn't one, but just to say that I don't hold on to them. The highlight? Man, weirdly what's come into my head is I loved being in Honolulu for the briefest of times that on my is, way in. That is weird. It was at the start of the trip. Because I came into New York City via Honolulu and the layover was four hours. So it's just kind of weird and nice to just be in Hawaii by myself for some reason. Never been to Hawaii. It's the first time I've been too. What do, what do you make of it? Does it feel like uh, an island destination, an American destination, or a combination of both? Island destination. It, it, it feels but built up. independent of America. Well, it's definitely got all the scratchings of America, you know. It's got the hallmarks there. But it felt not crazy dissimilar from New Zealand, you know. Oh, it's okay, a yeah. similar sort of climate. So it's, Hawaii's a Pacific island, technically, right? Lord knows. I don't know. So that was really nice. And I went to a, um, a flea market there, which was good fun. Uh, and it's also that thing of being at the start of the trip is the best bit. You've got everything ahead yeah. of you. You're excited. You've got a head full of steam. It's, it's pretty cool. It's when you discover that the machine is time traveling, you know, and everything's in front of you. There's no possible negative ramifications for what you've done. It's all stock market winnings and calling, uh, you know, basketball games ahead of when they happen. It's a good time. All the good stuff. Are you yeah. looking for a park, mate? I am now looking for a park. Tim and I are in El Segundo on the hunt for Q-Tip's lost wallet. (laughs) And a refreshing drink before we say see you later for, I guess, a couple of months. A little while. I feel like we haven't done a great job of talking about this movie Primer, which I... Are you kidding me? Is that a part? Yeah, it is. We did a fucking electric job. (laughs) I can't tell you how hard that was, this whole drive. (laughs) Um... This is not... Patreon supporters, we've got some good stuff for you coming up. Um, I tell them. Well, no, I won't yet, because I've got to check that it'll work first. Yeah, don't tell them. I won't tell them. That's what I was saying. You know, don't, 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 you know, manage your expectations, folks. But all I'm saying is that we're incredibly grateful for the support you afford us, which legitimately allows us to continue to do these these sorts of things. We also, yeah, obviously you've got uh, you got the jump and the scoop on what might be next for us, and you'll be very excited to hear... We don't know. Yeah, we, yeah. Here, you heard it here first. We genuinely, honestly, hand on heart, have no idea what happens after this. That we're recording this two, like a day and a half after our final episode in LA, and like always, we don't fucking know what's down the line for us. I mean, I in my heart of hearts, I want to say that this is it for worst idea, but that's I something we've am, said before. I know. I want to say it too. I I think I want to say it more than you. I yeah. want to keep doing stuff with you, but yeah, not this. We've got to have it. There's got to be another way. I don't mind holding a microphone. I don't mind sitting next to you. Yeah. I don't even mind holding a microphone and driving while <laughs> I sit next to you. But I will not. 
do that again. At least the final season, we really exploded it with the two watches a week thing. Yeah. We blew it up. I got a great analogy from someone uh, who said that at a certain point, it becomes like jackass, where to elicit the same reaction from those who enjoy it, you have to debase yourself further. Correct. And, you know, you've got to find the point at which there's no crossover in there. You know, you've got to find the point, the, your own limit. Yeah, there's diminishing returns. And it's, it's been hit with the Sex in the City thing. My God. I think that's right. Okay, it's super hot in the car, folks. I'm so sorry. We had to kill the AC, um, you know, for so sound you get quality reasons. sweet audio quality. I hope you enjoyed the experience of riding in a car with us Yeah. while we try to recount a movie that was beyond either of our comprehension. Thank you for the voting. Uh, I can't express enough my gratitude for the one hour 20 um, offering. That was great. And fuck, this movie ruled. I legit if I can't sleep on the plane, I might have another crack at it just yeah. to try and understand it more. So, I really loved it. Uh, if you're listening, check it out. We'll see you again to talk about whatever you so deign for us next month. And uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled for cool shit happening. Peace out, everyone. You're talking about making a bigger one. You're talking about making a bigger one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.